0: Welcome to episode number twelve of the Wildcat Podcast, with your host, Alex and Carlos. Oh man, you came in like
1: you came in like a wrecking ball, bro. That's good. That's fast. I even hey, saw the way you man. rubbed your hands together, like like you're about to go Great. in, man. Let's get it. I, see Let's get it, I see that, bro. Let's get it. It's good to see, hey, man. You, man, it's, it's, I know it's been a long week for you. It's been a long week for me. I know we're on late tonight. And uh, everyone will get this on Tuesday. But uh, before we move forward with everything, don't you want to agree? Uh, don't you agree, Alex, that we should remind everybody to share our show? Uh, certainly share it on Spotify, share it on YouTube, uh, wherever you get a chance. If, if you don't know anybody who's subscribing, tell them to subscribe. Tell them to jump in. Hopefully, uh, we're entertaining you, whether you're on your way to work, whether you're coming home from work or maybe you're just cleaning the house. And that's okay. Whatever it is you're doing, we want to make sure that we entertain you, but at the same time hopefully that you walk away with some valuable information. You agree Alex?
0: No, for sure. I th- I think uh if you guys can spread the love, right? Share it and spread ask, it and share. Who- it. Yeah, whoever whoever's listening, go ahead and subscribe. I mean, it doesn't hurt. It's free. It's a free podcast, you know, it doesn't cost you a thing. And uh I think, you know, except your time,
1: which your time is the most valuable no, thing. No,
0: but you know what? But that. you- but you know what, though, is like I hear a lot of people that they're actually listening to us while they're working out and, you know, they keep their workouts, you know, exciting. You know, it keeps them moving. You know, they don't even realize that time has passed and just enjoying our show. And oh, so, good, good. Yeah. So it's like people using well, those to those. Uh, and and go ahead. And do 72 seventy two two pushups yeah dude for real just keep keep extra do an extra mile just finish up the show so you don't miss anything right 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 so that's nah, good but, but it, yeah but dude um yeah I, th- I think it's it's great in getting that positive feedback and of course if you guys got something you guys don't like let us know you know we'll we're, we're willing to switch things up bring topics that you guys are interested in so just just let us know hit us in the comments
1: well, speaking of speaking of comments, speaking of uh, items to talk about, I wanted to share. Uh, you know, when it comes to being an entrepreneur and looking at uh, entrepreneurship in general, Alex, uh, I, I came across something that I that I thought we should probably cover in the show, and 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 it kind of, in a way, leads to. Do you remember this? You remember, we talked about. We just finished it last week. Uh, the seven rules of life. Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, starting a new a, a new uh, i guess we can call it a series uh, calling it the seven rules for success so we've talked about seven rules of life and we'll talk in a little bit about seven rules of success but what i wanted to talk about and bring it to to those that are listening is I've noticed that there is so much engagement on social media right now, Alex, on people wanting to be entrepreneurs, right? Everyone wants mm-hmm. to have a side hustle. And usually if it's a high a side hustle, guys, no matter what, it's a business. A side hustle is a business, right? If you treat it like a hobby, it's not going to make you business money, right? It's going to make you hobby money. It's not going to be sustaining. It's not going to bring longevity, it's just going to be a hobby, something that you randomly do when you've got some downtime. And that's what we want to get away from if you're wanting to be an entrepreneur. But the reason I wanted to talk about these top five business strategies is because I wanted us to look at five specific companies. Alex, did you get a chance to take a look at that? I sent that over.
0: Oh, yeah. for uh, I Yes, I, I read. And, you know, just the new in, right? Everybody wants to be or call themselves an entrepreneur, but... I think it takes a little bit more It's like, even, even I don't put that in, in my bio or anything like that, or, or even as a, a mid mid-sized investor, right. Cause I'm not throwing big numbers or, or, so I think people need to be careful how they, call. well, you can't call yourself, right. A, a entrepreneur and then you're not really making it or your business is not taking off and you, you're at a loss, right. Do we really classify that as you're you're making it? I don't think so. But go ahead, go. I don't
1: want to. Well, uh, the reason I don't want to change
0: topics too quick. No, no, so no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I don't think you're changing it at all. I think what happens is, and the reason I wanted to, to bring this up is because I'm seeing so much on social media, whether it's it's TikTok, whether it's in uh, Instagram, everyone wants you know to be some kind of entrepreneur, right? Whether it's a product or whether it's a service, right? Uh, I believe probably if I were to gauge it in a certain way, Alex, I would say that it's it's more towards services versus mm-hmm. product development and product engagement, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I, I wanted to bring this up because I came across this fantastic article and, and I wanted to share it with you just so you could see it as well. But I wanted to bring this up because there are some things we can learn from the big guys, right? Everyone mm-hmm. tends to you know, in a way, look down on these larger companies. So my, my encouragement to you is instead of looking down on those companies and saying, well, that's, that's Starbucks. Well, that's, that's Apple. There's no way I could ever do that. Well, one of the things that I have learned throughout my life, throughout my career, is that you can learn from even the smaller companies just as much as you can from those small and mid-sized companies, right? So one of the things mm-hmm. that I'm wa- I am want you to walk away from these next five business strategies is just I want to give you some nuggets, right? I want to give you a, a small amount of nugget that whether it's a side hustle and, and you consider it something that you're building into a business and it's turning into a business, that side hustle, that hobby, hopefully you get out of that hobby mindset and you really make it a business, right? Now, listen, it's not going to be easy. I don't care what you see on social media. It's not going to be easy. It is going to be one of the hardest things that you could really honestly do because there's some serious uh, uh, sweat and tears, you know what I mean. And if and if and if I can say blood, sweat and tears, and, and we'll probably touch on blood here in a little while as well. But you know, when we're looking at these five business strategies, I want us to take a look at five specific companies. We're looking at Apple, Harley Davidson, Starbucks, Amazon, and General Electric. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to give you all of the information that's on here because. I want you to think about this for your own business or whatever that side hustle is whatever that service is that you are going to offer listen, I don't care what you say if, if your side hustle ladies is, is 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 eyelashes, you go right ahead right If that's your mm-hmm. thing that's your thing and, and and gentlemen if that's if that's your thing then that's your thing. but guys uh, on your end some of you could be selling shoes right you're flipping shoes. I want to give you these small, very small, just, I I guess you can, yeah, let's call them tips for the sake of tips. Looking at Apple, Alex, uh, you know, and you as as a listener, you know, Apple's products, right? The vision behind Apple is that their products become utilities. So what is a utility, right? A utility is something that is constantly in use that is always at the reach of your hand, if we wanna label it that way. That is the way Apple sees themselves. They don't see themselves as a cell phone company. They don't see themselves as a music service company. They don't even see themselves as a streaming company. They see themselves as a utility company, something that you will always have around you and that you will always use, let's be honest. Whether you own an iPhone or not, your phone is always next to you. And there are apps that are valuable within that phone that you can consider utilities for your own sake, right? For your own good, for your own daily life. But when we're looking specifically at Apple, I wanted us to look, and I'll, and I'll jam through these really quickly. I, 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 one of the things that, that sticks out to me about Apple, and I want to encourage you as, 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 a, as, a, as a beginning entrepreneur, as, as someone who perhaps, like I said, may be starting out, or you're getting to that level, is Apple remain consistent in their pricing strategies. I'm going to say that again. They remain consistent in their pricing strategies. Some of us, we have products, we have services, and for the sake of selling that product, for the sake of selling that service, we sell ourselves short, right? Right just to get the product out, just to give people a dose of of that service. And that's okay. But at some point you have to realize that if you cut that specific piece in half or in a third, you might as well take that other piece. And what are you going to label it as? Is it a marketing effort? Right? Are you using that service at this specific price for the sake of a marketing effort. Well, you're losing money. Therefore, that means you spent it on something else. Look, my point to all of this is when you are reviewing Apple and you're thinking about your own company and just using Apple as an example, remain consistent in your pricing strategy.
0: And also, also, you know, what Apple has done is created themselves as a premium brand, right? So it's not like anybody, can, I mean, yes, anybody can afford apple but there's also it's not considered a. for example it's just take the iphone right it's not considered a cheap product because you can go buy this other phone and this is what i mean by premium right you can go buy a a, a smaller cheap phone for whatever two hundred dollars or a hundred dollars and then you got the iphone which is considered a premium brand it's a premium product but it's the i think apple has done the you know the ecosystem that they did. De- develop Besides staying consistent with the, you know, with the price, even though mentioning. it's lacked
1: in evolution, right, in the evolving process, but right? it works very well, works though. Very so you well. know what I'm
0: saying. So it works very well. I know you're not a true like Apple fan like I am, right? But yeah. it just it, the products just work. It's a premium product, but they also last a long time. And I get it that us, you know, we want to adapt to new phones and everything, but anyways, that's another story. I mean, getting into a different side of Apple uh, they, you know, we can also talk about it for a while. Right. But um, it's just created, I think the, to point out, it's made itself like a premium brand, uh, a lifestyle with their marketing and also staying consistent with their prices. Yeah.
1: I, I, listen, I, 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 I may have my own opinions about Apple, but if there is one thing that has not changed, look at, look at the headphones, right? The headphones, if, mm-hmm. if, if any pricing increases, it's only because there's a newer and better product, right? But they never get out of that specific price range. Their price point, their price targets always remain near each other. Which is great, but that is a lesson to you as you and launch lower. your business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they
0: lower the older product in order for you to not buy that older product and you move and buy the latest and greatest.
1: Again, a strategy in itself. So as mm-hmm. you review what you're doing, as you execute what you're doing, think of Apple. Lesson number one be consistent in your pricing models. Number two, just looking at Harley Davidson. I know some of you may be saying, well, I'm not a motorcycle person. Well, that's, I understand that, but let me give you a second tip. One of the things that we can pull from Harley Davidson is their focus on their marketing when it comes to lifestyle, right? They focus their marketing efforts on lifestyle. So whether you own a Harley, right? You want to get the Harley jacket. You want to get the Mm -hmm. Harley helmet. You want to get the Harley emblems. You want to get everything that they sell. You want to get the pants. You want to get the boots. You want to get everything that Harley has because as that guy is driving by and looking at you as you drive your Harley, as you're on your hog, right, as they say, you want them to see that you have a specific lifestyle that you are connected to, and that's what Harley Davidson has done. Right there, if you look at their commercials, if you watch them specifically and you really dissect those, you will learn that they focus on their marketing dollars on Harley Davidson being a lifestyle. So, what does that mean for you? Well, whatever service you're offering, whatever product you're offering, tie it in to a lifestyle. Right? If you're focusing on a specific niche, whether it's moms and you're selling bows. Think about that lifestyle. Think about how that comes into play in that mom's life. Again, focusing mm-hmm. on that lifestyle that that marketing effort comes with, right?
0: So- Yeah, when you're doing your pictures. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah no, no, just to, add, just to add, it's like whenever you guys are, for your bow scenario, right? You incorporate in the pictures that you're posting on Instagram, and everything is revolving around that, that aspect of the lifestyle, how it impacts, you know, Moms wants, for example, you stay with the bow scenario, yeah. how you organize your bows, how you do this. If people are going to be interested, like, oh, that's a nice bow. And then that's how you can start marketing your stuff without actually marketing your stuff, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it
0: connects back to a
1: lifestyle, right? Again, your second tip is if you are going to execute on anything be mindful that your marketing, if it's around a specific product, just like Harley-Davidson, think about the lifestyle component, right? Here's before your third you one. Jump,
0: yeah. Before you jump into that one, I want to yeah. add, think about it like this. I, I don't know, and I've been listening to other people, and the more and more I think of it, we've become a consumer a consumer people or or whatever We're we see consumers. on instagram yeah, yeah. yeah we we don't want to be told you need to buy this right oh, no. we want to see it on somebody and we then we want to make our own conclusions right. and we say, need... Hey, i I need to get that i want to be cool like that guy that guy i like the guys what he's wearing uh, i like that bow or whatever you're into it's like hey that's what i want i, I want that harley davidson jacket so then uh, you go and you buy it right? that's right because it connects you. You don't want to be told a group, again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. No, I agree. No, no, no. Absolutely. And, and and again, remember that as you execute a service, as you execute your specific product, and you start putting together your business model. Remember your niche. Remember who you're speaking to, and what is that going to look like? Let's go to the third one. Starbucks, right? Man, listen, I've I've cut back on my Starbucks tremendously tremendously i was a three four cup kind of guy right it was mm. it was cut i know it's ridiculous and i have That's cut a lot back of money. And, it is a lot of money man you're absolutely right and i've cut back but here and and this is one of my favorite ones if i could say this alex One of my favorite strategies that Starbucks begins to focus on is that elevated customer service, right? The elevated customer service, heightened customer service, where at the end of the day, it's all about that personalization, right? It's all about when you come in, if this is your Starbucks, they know you by name. Let me just say this to you, Alex. There was a time where I was doing all business at Starbucks, It was daily. I'm talking like 9 a.m., 8.30, and I'd walk out 4.30, 5 o'clock. I'd have my Zoom calls. I'd have my in-person meeting, and everyone knew me by name, and here's the other part. They knew me by name. They knew what drink I like. and here's the other part. They knew exactly what to offer after they knew my drink, right? Hey, I know you're always getting this. Have you ever tried it with this what that person has just done is they have connected with me, right? They've connected with me so much that they've established trust, they've personalized it, and now they've gotten the ability and made it happen where they can actually upcharge me by adding a specific flavor or a specific additional product to my drink. But that is all intentional, right? It is all intentional because their business model, their strategy is personalization. Connecting with the customer, elevating the customer service, and honestly executing a product that no one else can honestly put together. So again, whatever you're launching, whatever you're doing, remember customer service along with personalization is key. Alex, I see see your wheels turning, man. What's where, what do you think? It's good stuff. No, no, no.
0: I, yeah, it's good <laughs> stuff. And then the reason why I was almost thinking, you know, before you mentioned the know me by name scenario, you know, I was thinking Chick fil A does this at a similar level, right? A, a big company, one of the best ones that's growing at a fast pace. And yeah. also is focused on, you know, customer cleanliness, uh, their food, uh, higher standards making sure that they they take care of your order. And if not, it's not a problem, they fix whatever it is. Um, they may not know you by name, but they also are offering, you know, similar scenarios like like Starbucks, which also has been making them super successful. You know, we can go in detail about Chick-fil-A, you know, just if you're out there and, and you're in a sketchy part of town or or you're not sure of the food or you don't know where to go, you're always safe bet here in Georgia, a Chick-fil-A, no matter what, because the quality of the food, the, the way they treat you, um, that you is like, do I want to be treated nice? Or do I want to go chance it to get yelled at by somebody about right. why did I right. want extra fries? Right. So, right. so one of the, it's, it's, it's really smart, you know, but go ahead to your next book. I'll, one. I'll
1: even, I'll even before we move on to the next one, which is general electric, which is kind of strange to bring this up as a business strategy, but, when it comes to Starbucks, here's here's a great example, and and this is mostly for the ladies listening. I, I don't think I don't think the guys really have this, but ladies, you know what I'm talking about when I say you have a Starbucks cup that you connect with and you will personalize it. There are so many of these Etsy shops popping up now where they'll take these Starbucks cups, they'll decorate them in whatever design you want them decorated in, and they'll ship them to you for X amount of dollars. And now you feel connected to this product because not only is the drink personalized, but this cup is personalized. So everything revolving around this specific Business known as Starbucks is personalized. Alex, I see those wheels turning again. You no, get no, what I'm saying, right?
0: No, no, it's true because my wife has a thing that she does. It's, it's definitely revolves not so much anymore or, uh, more cups because you know you move away from that stuff and of as course. you further develop Evolve. your yeah, what yeah. you're trying to yeah as you're trying to do. But I mean, it's so true, you know. And another thing that I like is they're eco friendly, right? When you bring your cup, they give you a small little discount. You so so now. It makes sense for personalizing your cup, like you're saying, right? Because now you get a discount. You feel like you're doing something for the environment where you're not wasting more waste into our planet. And it kind of makes you feel good. But even though you're paying at a premium, you know, so it's it's heavy definitely a lot. Of, it's <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that's going on with Starbucks. That I mean, it's almost like you can probably do another 15, 20 minutes on it.
1: Oh, man, it's it's fantastic. Their, their business model is just simply fantastic. Starting off with your name on the cup, who takes your order, and then ending it to what you're going to get, right? It is an incredible process that they have mastered themselves and honestly align themselves with at the end of the day, it's the customer experience that revolves around that personalization listen, this next one, I said, uh, General Electric, you know, not a lot of us, uh, a lot of us focus on yep. General Electric. We we kind of take advantage of GE, to be honest with you. It's in our homes. We tend to see it, but we really don't focus on GE a lot, right? We just kind of have their things and, and know who they are. Well, what's interesting about these guys, if there is one strategy that I could pull away from, is the strategic partnerships. They partner up with so many companies and they collaborate with so many individuals so many other companies that they will partner and build a product with someone else and because ge will slap their name on it that affiliation that collab all of a sudden skyrockets right so if there's anything that i would say to you in your business uh in your service whatever it is that you're offering as i've mentioned before Partner up with the right individuals. If you've got a bow company, ladies, gentlemen, if you're flipping shoes, make sure that if you're going to partner with somebody, it fits what you're trying to do right? You don't want to partner up with somebody who sells French bread on the weekends. Hey, you want to buy some Nikes? Like that's not the way things work, right? You want to connect in that community. You want to plant yourself in that community and you want to make sure that you deliver a service. And as you collab with others, that it mixes well with what you do, just like General Electric does. Now, the last one is Amazon. You can't get no better than this. I mean, honestly, Uh, we're no, on Amazon. we're talking, we're talking a heightened level from Starbucks, right? I mean, Amazon, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that are listening, I can almost guarantee you, every single one of you, you have an Amazon account. And you know good and well when you log on to Amazon. And as you log in, you start running through things. You start taking a look at things. You start putting things in your wish list. You start putting things in your cart. And all of a sudden, that website, that algorithm starts to pick up, sometimes even before you log on, and it automatically finds products that you would be interested in. And before you know it, you're sucked in. The wish list has grown a whole lot bigger. Uh, your cart has probably outnumbered what you thought was going to take place. So, if anything, I would say that is a strategy behind Amazon is that personalized recommendation. Again, it kind of encompasses what Starbucks does. It kind of encompasses uh, what others are doing. At the end of the day, it is all marketing. And the biggest thing I would encourage you in whatever it is that you're doing is that you personalize recommendations with those individuals that you're connecting with. If you're offering a service, really take a deep dive into what service you're offering. And instead of going wide, again, instead of offering everything you can offer within that gamut right why don't instead of going wide why don't you go deeper right personalize that specific service and tailor it to them if you've got a customer that is going to be around i mean if i can use the word for life then use it for life so if anything again wrapping these up and ending on the fifth one is that personalized recommendation no matter what it is Always connect with the customers so deep that you know what to recommend, that you know what the next step is, that you are already ahead of what they want next, just like Amazon does. Before you log in, they already know what you're looking for. So those you know, are the top five like strategies.
0: I was gonna say sometimes it's like Amazon's in your head. Like sometimes they start <laughs> recommending stuff. It's like how did you even know that I was looking for that? Right? It's like they kind of know. Obviously they. Yeah, they yeah, hear yeah. conversations, right? because right? the mic is on, and if you don't have it turned off and everything, and they can kind of like, "Hey, I wonder how this uh, ball looks like, or something," or and then it starts recommending stuff, right? Because based yeah. on what it's listening.
1: But here's 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 the here's the piece behind that, right? Yes, we know these things are happening, so you know we're not surprised anymore. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that listening component that piece of information is what continues to drive business to their company and it continues to excel
0: well we will definitely want you know we want to get targeted by things that we're interested nobody wants to get because if you turn it off what happens is uh they start targeting you with just random posts or random stuff on you know that you're not even interested when you have it on when it's listening in and know what you want it's actually doing things that you're looking for so you start seeing things that are advertised that you're actually going to buy which make you you know makes you want to buy some stuff and and sometimes you don't but would you rather have them giving you stuff that you want to see or giving them or giving you random stuff that you don't even care about probably not right so just one thing to look at it and so let's jump into the next piece
1: yeah yeah so i mentioned earlier you know, Alex brought the seven rules of life the past seven weeks. And I wanted to, I wanted to continue a series, Alex, I don't know about you. I I think you're Mm on board on this, is continuing some kind of series and just, again, bringing value to who you are as an individual, right? We want to make sure that we're entertaining, but we also bring value in as you listen. So uh, this next series are the seven Uh, uh, life rules that will position you into greater success. So the seven rules uh, of success, if anything, I want to start with the first one, Alex, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's collaborating with others. Uh, Tell me your take on this uh, as we go through this next seven week series.
0: Uh, No, you know, collaborating with others. I think that's, uh, you know, important in, in any business, um. Obviously, when you starting off your own business from the from the ground up, you don't really have a lot of things to collaborate in your mind, or that's, at least that's what you think. But obviously, there's always collaborators that you can reach out for, for whatever reason, you can post questions on forms, you ask questions, how do I do this, you can search, you can go into a community, right, where it's a form, think about it. Uh, and we probably haven't even talked about the show Which we'll probably end up bringing in later on But you know we were big time car people Back in the days fixed them up the Like the Fast and the Furious style Right um, And we'll probably touch on that Closer when the movie is released On the, the you know the one coming up But what I'm Wait, going what? with that is
1: There's a movie
0: coming out Alex There's a eventually there's going to be you know past nine But it, what I wanted to say is when you don't know something about a car, your buddy doesn't know you can always look up on the form uh go to go to Honda you know like Honda or whatever, and become part of a community and that's collaborating. but how does it apply in business or in your job or with your coworkers its you gotta have a good attitude, man it's like dude, no, nobody wants to work with somebody that has bad attitude. Definitely somebody that wants to make you feel like you don't know what you're, you know, what you're talking about, the, that you're dumb and nobody likes that person. So that person's going to get pushed aside. Right. Because if you got a five, six people that don't want to work with the person, it, there's something wrong. So you, I think you need to have uh, that willingness to be able to work with somebody, bring value to the team so that you can get seen as a person that brings value to the group. Right. I mean, oh, that, that's I agree, man.
1: Absolutely, no, yeah, absolutely. So,
0: so I think having a positive attitude, uh, whenever you, and also validating other people, right? Oh, well, your your coworkers, your business partner, bring them in on the conversation, man. Yeah, whenever they have some good idea, is like let them know. It's like, oh, that's really good. And here's one thing that I slowly start learning. Right, is you want to lead as a as a leader, as a person that that's trying to set an example for the people. When somebody brings an idea, don't immediately shoot it down. What you could say is like, hey, I really love that idea. That's really good. Have we thought about this, this problem that comes along with that? Or how do we solve this issue that'll right. come with that? And, right. and not shoot down their idea, but it's like validating that was good, but we're missing parts of it. How do we how do we um, get your idea and then elevate it even more? Even though that's not the re- the direction immediately that you're gonna take, right?
1: That's right. That's right. I always say to my staff, "Hey, I've got an idea, but before you go off and and criticize what I'm about to say, I always say that. Before we poke holes in this story, I want you to hear the whole thing. and And I, I listen, when it comes to collaborating with other uh, others, Alex, success is about relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it again. Success is about relationships. If you are in any relationship, especially when it comes to anything that has to do with your nine to five or in your business or whatever it is that it involves customers or colleagues or the creation of a product or pursuing a specific goal, in order for you to achieve that, you got to bring in relationships, right? You got to bring in the right ones. You can't just bring somebody in on this, right? You can't just choose anybody. You got to be strategic and say, how can I position myself, align myself with these other individuals where we now are positioned for success because we know what it takes to get the job done, but get the job done right. You agree on that?
0: Yeah, I know. And you know what, dude, Um, if you're talking about like a personal business or your, your, your own thing, right? You want to, you want to start choosing individuals that, that are whatever you don't, you're not good at. You want to have individuals that have the opposite of what you're not good. They're good at, right? So you want to have those individuals and also with the same mindset, like you just pointed out, right? It's the having the same mindset of that goal, wanting to succeed themselves in order for your business to be able to succeed. You got to have like-minded individuals. You do. High-level productivity
1: and service is the goal, right? No matter what it is, no matter what you're doing, again, success is about relationships. Build those relationships Focus on those relationships. If you're at a job, listen, I'm going to say this, and and this is going to sound crazy. Sometimes we forget how great and big our network is. If you're at a nine to five that you just don't enjoy, connect with people. And find what it is that you want to do. And hopefully it matches your skills. If not, you got to take a different path to get there. But if it's within the same realm, connect yourself with people, build relationships with those individuals that are in that market and find a way that they can bring you in, right? Find a way where they can actually help you immerse yourself in that specific company, in that specific Uh, community, whatever the case is, look, at the end of the day, it is about relationships. And the only way you can be a successful salesman, just as an example, if you are in sales and you are selling, listen, building those relationships is what keeps those customers coming back. Right, because they know you, they know your level of expertise, they know the service that you provide, they know it's achievable, they know they can afford it. So why not continue to build on that momentum and increase your success? Again, it all goes back and it interconnects with relationships. Alex,
0: no, a hundred percent. Another thing I just w- I want to add is is also listening to what your customers are saying, especially if you're in sales. You know, it's it's listening to their their needs versus what they want, right? Because sometimes their wants could be a little too crazy and maybe it doesn't fit their budget. But if you understand when you're in front of a customer or somebody and you understand if you're especially in the service or you're trying to provide a product that provides service or something, right? It's You're trying to – you you got to listen to what they're saying yeah, and, not, yeah. and not what – and not what they want, right? It's like, Oh, okay. You you're saying your needs are this, you want this, but that doesn't solve your, what you need. So let me give you what you need. And then the customers go like, Hey, I can trust you. You know why? Cause you're really looking out for me. You understand right. what I'm trying to do. That's right. And, and you actually, instead of doing a quick sale, because I could give them what they want, but in order for you to keep them as a lifetime customer, you got to understand their needs. If you're in the service providing, right. Um, And of course, you got to tailor to whatever your specific vertical is. Um, I would just say that, you know, just understanding those little things as you increase your knowledge of your business and the direction. And you only get there by what? Elaborating by others, learning from others that have already walked the path. No,
1: I I agree,
0: man. And so, uh, look, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the
1: day collaborating with others is going to be key no matter what you're doing. And if you want to be successful and you want to seek success on the horizon, the collaboration part is something you cannot leave out. Look, I focus a lot on business and I've always said this. You got to choose your aims. You got to equip your team. You got to get your business where it needs to go and rewarding your team members along the way. Look, that, that is absolutely key when it comes to bringing people in to that success. And I've always said this to my team, I've always said this to my staff, that if I'm succeeding, we are all succeeding. So no matter what goal that is, no matter what you're about to achieve the next six months, no matter what your financial goals may be, what no matter what your relationship goals may be, at the end of the day, when you really start thinking about success and what that looks like in your life, do not remove the relationship component.
0: One thing I want to add before we, we uh, move off this topic is If you're one of those people that are quiet and have great ideas and you're collaborating with a group uh, of team, especially if you're coworkers and it's not your business um, and you're not, you know, you're in equal terms with all your coworkers is sometimes you got to make sure you, if you got a good idea or you're, you actually know the correct answer to the question that's posed to the team is you got to speak up. Speak up. And, some, right. and sometimes when, when it's like you said, you mentioned about how you tell, it's like before you start poking holes, let me, you know, here, he, you know, I've been in a couple of meetings where I've said, it, it's like, Hey, hold on a second. You're not letting me finish. Let me finish what I have to say. And then once I finish, if it's still not clear and understanding, then, then we'll see where it's at. But you're trying to stop me or something that you, you still don't understand how it functions. Right. So once I explain it to you, then you see, and then once you explain everything, it was like, for for this example, it was like, Oh, okay. Because they were, they didn't know how it was work because they would only let me get to step one and two. But yeah. I had to get, I had to get to step six in order for you to see how one and two connected. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, so, so one of the things I learned is, is you got to tell, sometimes you got to be blunt and tell people it was like, hold on a second. Let me finish once I finish. Then we can have a discussion, but until you get the one through six, you don't understand what's going on right so I would encourage anybody if you're in that in 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 that group or if you're one of those quiet people but have a great idea is let them say, "Hey, hold on a second, let me finish what i'm saying and and, and i'm not and I'm not saying do it in um in a in a way that you come out too strong it's like you got to be professional and like you say like you know be be um what was the word you use?" Be uh, you said something one of your words that you were using. which one? Uh, it, 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 it was probably something along the lines like you know be respectful or, or but w- what I'm saying when you when you want to present yourself you got to make sure that you come in, in the right set of mind and not take it from the ego side.
1: Yeah no no of course of course and, and listen let me let me add something to it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. Some of us—I uh, I don't know about you, Alex—but me, I'm constantly wanting to grow. I'm constantly wanting to learn. Whether it's reading a book, whether it's taking a class, uh, whether it's listening to a podcast—I don't know—fill uh, in that blank. I, I am a lifelong learner. But one of the things that I have—I've I've recently. Uh, focused on is, I don't know if you've ever heard of Masterclass. Uh, I don't know if anybody has yes. ever heard of Masterclass. Uh, Masterclass is fantastic. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, but there is a gentleman by the name of Chris Voss. I've known Chris Voss uh, for years. And uh, Chris Voss was a former FBI hostage negotiator, man and what Mm -hmm. he does is he focuses on the art of closing a deal right the art of the sale the art of negotiation the art of persuasion and i really enjoy that so and the reason i wanted to say that is because some of you are looking for creative ways in how to communicate your idea right listen whether it's something that you're selling uh, like an actual product or if it's an idea that you're selling if you're struggling and you don't know those strategies, it's okay to look for those. It's okay to do your research. It's okay to want to better your craft, but I'm going to give it to you right now. You listen to a guy like Chris Voss, former FBI hostage negotiator. This man knows the art of closing a deal. And uh, again, that's just a a tidbit of a resource, Alex, that I wanted to add to something that you were saying. But listen, speaking of resources, man, uh, did you catch that article uh, about the Mormon church, bro?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sorry for our listeners that are not too big in finance. You know, it's, we'll try to space these out a little bit more. But a lot of people are interested in in growing and learning, you know, the business side of, of you know, of everything that we can bring to the table, and and I think it's important for everybody to educate themselves, man. But yeah, I was I was. Oh, we'll get out, to some know,
1: drama in a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to some juicy part. Uh, but yeah, the Mormon Church is basically. I mean, they've been doing some big moves where they've been betting a lot on Tesla and GameStop, and you know they're taking their fund. And slash, I mean they they got rid of Apple, Microsoft, Amazon. You know, even Google, they they cut it by seven percent, right? That's
1: right. That's so they,
0: right. they're yeah, they so they're making some big moves. They're betting a lot. And you know, I haven't said it in our show, but you know, you know, I went back into Tesla. I waited for the right time, and the price came down, and I figured there was a good opportunity for me to jump back into it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I can see why
0: people are very bullish on Tesla, because I'm also on the same boat. I, I think Tesla has more room to grow, and they jumped on the opportunity, I man.
1: I agree, and especially with this new uh, infrastructure deal that the president is wanting to sign, uh, the trillion, uh, $2 trillion, I believe it is, $2 trillion, and he's focusing on uh, EV vehicles. Did you hear that? Uh, charging stations throughout the United States. I mean, okay. he's really want. I mean, this kind of money has never been spent before. I don't know where we're getting that money, but I have an idea where that money's coming from. But this two trillion dollar deal is is certainly going to revolutionize so much. I mean, let's just think about our water system, man. Let's be honest. We are in one of the richest. Uh, we are one of the richest continents in the world, and and some of us are struggling to drink out of the water fountain. You know what I mean? We're struggling to drink water from our home, uh, and that's you know some of these neighborhoods, some of these communities, they really need need some help. And I hope this infrastructure deal is going to help. But focusing on this Mormon church, it's a secretive fun, man. Uh, a, a lot of people don't know that churches. Uh, uh, organizations, nonprofits, uh, Mm -hmm. those people that you may not think of that are doing good things, whether it's church-related or whether it's a nonprofit organization. Some people don't realize that some of these organizations have some heavy, heavy heavy-hitting portfolios, and they are really the ones that hold a lot of these hedge funds. Uh, They own these hedge funds. They manipulate the market. They control the market. And you don't even realize it. I mean, here we've got the Mormon church with a hundred billion dollars a hundred billion not a hundred million a hundred billion dollar fund that they quadrupled uh their investment in tesla as alex has stated and they bought gamestop in the last quarter and i mean that continues now there's drama behind that that even this church is going to reel in because they're wanting to find financial success in what they're doing now how they allocate their money what they're using their money for i'm not going to get into uh, because I've seen some of the things that the the church does, uh, but that's not that's not here or there. My point into all yeah, of this, this is
0: just a spinach. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. My my point to all of this is, if churches, an example, the Mormon Church is growing their portfolio, is investing into the stock market. What are you waiting for? You agree, Alex?
0: I mean, yeah, dude. We talked about this like over and over about you know, starting small, even in our last episode um, that we had our last guest, you know, he talked about that he, when he started, he started with $300, right? I know That's that right. there's other, I know that there's people out there, man. I just know it, that they're spending more than that on nothing, right? So it's like, if you can just start investing a little bit in, in stocks or, or whatever you think that it's going to make you financially richer in the in the future. It's like, man, just start. I mean, throw those $300 into maybe not GameStop, right? They, they're they very, this moment yeah, church put would, a lot of money. That, yeah. yeah, but think, let's think again that, sorry, when when they when they purchased it, it was less than $19. And of course they went up to $483 and they've made a killing off of their investment, right? But you, those are rare. They don't really come a lot in the lifetime. Um you can look up the history how long it's been since something like this happened. And it's not that many. What I would say is go ahead and just jump in. If you got $300, pick the right fund. I'm going to tell you, there's a good one. It's a V-A-L-E. I'm not a stock advisor. I don't, you know, I don't take Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. assume at your own risk. Of course, I just want to preface that, but V-A-L-E it's about a 17 dollar stock it's a it's a brazilian mining company and their tesla crypto, actually,
1: cryptocurrency now
0: no it's not it's actually a mining company in brazil <laughs> you know it's it's a mining company in I'm, brazil. And basically, I'm messing with you no nah, no nah, i just i just know you man you like on, with
1: <laughs> they focus on it metal was, uh metals and mining yeah, mineral,
0: hey. yes yes but tesla signed a deal with them for the nickel and they pay very well dividends. Can you look it up really quick, Carlos? Yeah, man, let me look just it up. chatting here with the with our yeah, people. Man. Is it's that a, something that you
1: recently jumped into, Alex?
0: No, I, I jumped in a, like a couple months ago. I I invested in it, uh, and I'm gonna invest more in it because, man, I already got like eight dollars of my dividend returns like right away. Like it's, I'm getting amazing returns. Of course, keep in mind the stock is going back, but at yeah, the end of the, but every, every every quarter. They give you some dividends, and and we can probably dissect a little bit more in a different podcast, dividends and and stuff like that, Carlos, for our listeners that want to be interested Absolutely. in the stock market. Absolutely. But man, it's like if I'm already getting seven dollars back from my initial investment of and not and look, guys, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I only bought ten shares, right? It's uh just enough. What, to what test is it? it? Just to try. Just enough to test it, see where it was going. Why with your seven money. Yeah. $17 at uh, uh, $10. I mean, uh, what is that? $170? $1 yeah, $170. Yeah. $170. Yeah. And I already got $8 back. So imagine if I put more and more and more, eventually I'm going to get more and more. And that's how you grow a portfolio guys is it starts really small. And then it develops bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger before you realize, I mean, I could probably have $15,000 and you're like, man, how do I get there again? By three hundred dollars, one hundred and seventy in this case for this particular stock.
1: Look, I'm, I'm, uh, again, I'm not passionate. I don't, I don't invest in something I'm not passionate about. So when it comes to metals and mining, I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I'm, I can't recommend it like Alex is is recommending it because he's seen growth in his portfolio, which is good. Listen, sometimes you invest because you see potential in a stock. I get it. Uh, everyone has their own philosophy in investing. Everyone has their own philosophy, how they're screening tickers, uh, what those look like. Uh, for me, you know, I'm reviewing the charts now. And, and the charts seem strong, Alex. Uh, the charts seem strong. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a major dip back in, uh, it looks like, uh, last year in April, which who didn't encounter a dip last year in mm-hmm. April, right? Uh, but they have bounced back. Uh, tremendously, if I'm not
0: mistaken. I look at it it as a solid company, right? If you look at the chart um, and I'm not pulling, I don't have it in front of me, but you're looking at the chart. It's pretty much for the most part, it's a very stable company. It's growing. It's investing in more, in in more, they're trying to reach out more in their, in their company. Right. And, uh, and I think guys, I was like, you know what? It doesn't look that risky to me, let me go ahead and put some money betting on Tesla doing uh, a contract with the, with the main holding company that they own that owns, you know, the VLE. Yeah. And, you know, it's been paying off for me. And I think that I was like, you know what, I'm going to continue to invest in it. But again, do your own research guys. I mean, there's plenty of stocks out there. And again, like Cardo said, there is stocks that I'm passionate about and you're investing but sometimes, you know, I do have a little bit of play money that I want to just throw it and see what happens. Right. Uh, that's and, and, it's, and I'm OK with it. If it goes to zero again, the seven percent uh, stop loss ratio, Carlos, 14 uh, percent stop loss ratio. Was it 14 in yours, Carlos? Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so again, if it does go down, I'm not going to lose everything. I'll just leave at a seven percent for me and I'll be OK.
1: Look, I will say that after I'm I'm, I'm trying to give you the – I mean, you caught me right off guard to to look this ticker up. If anything I could say is uh, the trends, what's interesting is their trends, uh, they're certainly upward. Uh, It's certainly a stock you want to hold, but the biggest spikes – and this is just what looking at the charts, okay, Alex? Mm -hmm. The biggest spikes come every eight years. Every yep. eight years, their biggest spikes tend to hit. At one point, uh, you know, we're at $17. And at another point, we're at uh, $40. And then from $40, another eight years later, we're at $60. And now it had just closed at 55 It seems that this specific ticker, this specific company, when I say ticker, is kind of hit its ceiling. But again... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking, I mean, we're talking, these guys uh, have been around for a while, uh, but you know, they could continue to grow. Uh, that's why I say it's, it's definitely a hold. Uh, it's definitely something you want to hold on to. Uh, you certainly want to watch it because it could be tapped out. Uh, you might've bought it a little pricey, Alex, but like you said, you're seeing an $8 dividend. So again, you know, if if you want to focus on dividends,
0: yeah. Carlos, if I may add, because this is not a stock that you're that you're banking on jumping and going up to the moon like like all the means right we're going to, yeah, the, yeah. Moon, going you to know. the moon the, yeah but this stock in particular is it, what I'm focused on it it's got a 8.44 percent yield
1: yeah
0: very very good
1: one. yeah it's a big one it's a big yeah, one
0: so that what that means guys they want to keep like, you around they want to keep you around and they're gonna be giving you back money at every quarter. Uh, on dividends on your money. So the more stocks you own, the more y- your returns are going to be, you're going to see on your portfolio. And it's going to get reinvested into more stocks. So eventually you're going to own more and more and more. And that's how you steadily uh, look for stocks that'll grow, but they're not that risky where they're going to just go down in value that quick. Would you agree with that?
1: I agree. I agree with that. I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, look, so- at the end of the day, whether you know you, you go down this route, as Alex has mentioned, or or you don't. Look, at the end of the day, and I use that term a lot, you got to start somewhere. I want you to have a successful financial future, right? I'm not asking you to be aggressive. I'm not asking you to be conservative. I'm asking you to make that step, make that leap. And start building your wealth in some kind of way, whether it's going the entrepreneur route, right, where you're engaging in the services that you're providing and a product you're in providing, or you're focusing as a day trader, or you're focusing as just someone who is, is, is is investing in a conservative mix and expecting some kind of positive alpha at the end of the year. Look, you got to have a goal is is the way I've said this, but Mm -hmm. you got to start somewhere. If you're not starting anywhere, it's not going to happen. So if I'm creating this pressure right now in you and you're trying to listen, yes that is intentional go to e-trade open up an account it's so easy those of you you know how to use a computer go to e-trade open up the account deposit 100 bucks and then just do some research do your homework invest in something that makes sense invest in something that you like invest in something that makes sense to you and start somewhere now
0: no 100, dude 100 percent. just go do it guys I'll start with one account and just go from there. Uh, pick even if you want, pick one of the easy ones, right? Webull's a good one. You can start there. If you're not too sure, then make it user-friendly and um, and you can buy percentages of companies if now you they're- don't want to. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead and finish that thought. I like that thought. Go ahead, Alex. No, Thanks I was just me. gonna say
0: you can buy percentages of companies. So, like for example, you always wanted to jump into Google or Amazon, and that price is way out there. Well, you, that, I think those companies allow you to buy small percentages, like twenty dollars, and slowly build your portfolio. But um, if you want to add something else on this, Carlos, if not, man, I really want to touch on to this next subject because it's uh, <laughs> speaking so, as speaking into a
1: company that you don't want to invest in. It's called Mischief, but go ahead, Alex.
0: No, so so I don't know if you you saw all the controversy that um little Nas X with the comp- partnered up with a company uh, Mischief, then created this Satan shoe that's causing all kinds of backlash and, and everything and ruckus, right? Um if you guys don't know, Mischief is a company that does a lot of collaboration. It is known for doing controversial collaborations, right? Um, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, they they also they also have some good collabs, I would say that. But this one here has taken, I think it's all over social media. It's all over the place because they created this guys, they created this shoe in this call Satan shoe. And Carlos is going to get to the specifics in the in a minute here. But what I want to say is they plastered nike on obviously it's an air guys it's an air max 97 why would you mess up an air max gosh (laughs) no it's just i mean it's an air max 97 it's a clean shoe it's a clean shoe but that's not the problem of the shoe of the shoe what what go ahead and get the specifics and then i want to touch about the point that nike's trying to make and go from there which I think
1: Nike did a great thing. I think Nike did a fantastic job. But before in you wanting jump their, into that, Carlos, oh, before man, you yeah, jump yeah, into yeah.
0: that, give us the specifics of what the shoe is, what they did to the shoe, and what is in the shoe. And then we're going to touch about Nike and everything that Nike's doing and the right and wrong of both companies.
1: So so Mischief created this shoe, for, uh, as, as Alex has mentioned, for in, in, in partnership with Lil Nas X and they have put out 666 shoes, right? 666 pairs, right? Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the 666, which is, uh, it, 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 it falls into uh, devil worshiping and, uh, you know, the mark of the beast, and you can get into it. We can, we can We can dig deep in that if we need to. But my point is, or, or their point is, these six hundred and sixty-six pairs are selling for a thousand dollars. Okay, a thousand dollars. They they collab with Lil Nas X. They they're portraying that there is one drop of human blood. Right, mm-hmm. there is one drop of human blood in the making of this shoe. Again, it is designed to be a limited product. Right. Limited access. Uh, look, the reason I'm 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 speechless on this is because why in the world would you grab a Nike Air Max ninety seven, a product that has already been made and released by Nike? Grab that shoe, put this kind of collab. Slap this kind of logo, artwork, belief, whatever you want to call it, okay? I, I don't care what you want to call it. Do this and not expect some kind of lash back from Nike, who is an incredible, massive company that says, hey, we're not getting into that lifestyle. Our lifestyle our marketing lifestyle is on a completely different level, especially for the Nike Air Max, which is designed for runners. Right? It is designed as a running shoe, and you have made this into this specific lifestyle, blood induced, blood obtained, and then you slap a, a, a. I believe there's a there's a Bible verse on the front.
0: Yeah. Alex, so there's a so there's a so there's gonna have. The quantity of the shoe, so it's basically one of six 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 six, right? So you, whatever pair of shoe you get, it would have whatever pair that is. Um, it's got the ink. this has got I think sixty cc's or something like that of of red ink at the yeah, bottom yeah, yeah, of yeah, red soul, ink, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll have the ink with the one drop of blood that you said. The problem is this Who's collaboration. Whose blood is
1: my question?
0: Who's oh, it's blood? part of it's uh part of the mischief team. Like the guys that were making the shoe, each right. one of them, yeah, put, right. So I mean that's still a lot of blood for six hundred and sixty-six shoes. <laughs> that's but, what I'm dude, but the thing is, in all the pictures and advertisements that they put out, guess what's up in front of it? And right in the front, in the middle of almost every picture, the Nike logo. The Nike every logo is plaster. Time. So at, everywhere, every people, you know, you had pastors, you had uh conservative rep uh, politicians. You had um people on social media, everybody's trying to say, like, dude, this is not okay. Nike uh pushed the boundaries, this is not acceptable for Nike. And Nike said, Wait, what? (laughs) Nike's over here, like, guys, we have nothing to do with the shoe. We have that we don't endorse it, we had nothing to do with it, we weren't even asked to get approval to do this, but yet their name is being plastered, their logo is being plastered everywhere in these pictures, marketing, um. I would have, uh, by looking at the pictures, a hundred percent. The first thing I did is like, is like, really? Is Nike releasing the shoe? Guess where I went to go see, the sneaker app, right? right. I went to the sneaker of the limited releases, and I exactly. said, "Dude, is it in here?" And I didn't see Nike. I was like, "I bet you hundred percent this is not a Nike push." Of
1: mm-hmm. course,
0: this ship is the one that's doing it.
1: That's right. And
0: their st- and their stance is like, um, well, it's a creative artistic shoe expression 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 so we shouldn't be silenced and nike is a hundred percent within their <laughs> right to dude they're hundred percent right into doing a lawsuit to stop the sale of the shoe because the damage that is doing to the nike brand is why outrageous would you do that? why would it's you, outrageous
1: it is it is now here is here is my business mind working when i saw this okay I didn't my mind, my my business acumen <laughs> did not kick in right off the bat. My religious beliefs kicked in right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. But and then literally hours, I mean, it felt like hours, hours later, Nike responds, then my business acumen began to kick in. And what I started thinking is now.
0: Think see, about you thought this. too for a second that Nike was part of it. I did, I did. I was for a thinking, second. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought I, so too before, but, but after I looked, I didn't see. But go ahead. Yeah, no, no,
1: I, I didn't, and I, I did not, I did not understand. I was I, for a moment. I was like, wait, Nike did this, because what that does to their brand is it's going to push people away right? And I'm not talking about, you know, people who can afford it, like, you know, people like me and you. I'm talking about even parents, right? Parents with kids going to school. And now, now Nike is associated with this, this collab or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here is, here is, here is the, the genius part behind this, Alex. Somebody, I don't know if this will happen. This is just my business acumen prediction coming in. Somebody is going to pick this up and say, hey, Lil Nas X, I'll collab with you. You can slap this logo on there. Now listen, it's going to be a bold move. It's gonna be a bold move. It's got to be somebody who who is on their way out in the shoe game. I, I mean, if I, I hate to say this, I'm 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 not, not trying true, to call but in, about- I'm not trying to call out Fila. I'm not I'm not trying to call those guys out. I'm not I'm not trying to call Reebok out. I'm not. I'm just saying it's got to be somebody in the shoe game that is on their way out. And <laughs> let's see if we can make this happen. Just to stop, create- stop oh. for a
0: second. Stop yeah. for a second. Yeah. So think about this why did they why did they choose what did they choose this this air max 97 why because it's a proven shoe It's a shoe that everybody loves and everybody wants to wear and I'm not saying people who bought this shoe are gonna wear it in public or they could um, that's what that's what Nike is arguing that people are gonna use it in public and and of course Michigan is saying no, they're not it's a collective piece of artwork but then right. Miley Cyrus was seen on her Instagram wearing the shoe and everything <laughs> like that. So then they're saying, like, see, it's not. And at this point, they're saying there's no, there's no amount of money that can, uh, you know, g- give us back the impact that this has created in our oh, brand.
1: Oh,
0: absolutely. absolutely. And now Mischief is saying, hey, there was not this much uh, backslash when we created the Jesus shoe. Just so everybody that doesn't know, they also created the Air Max the g- 97. Yeah, that's right. This, it's called the Jesus shoe. And it's white, and it's got holy water for, instead of the blood. In this, in this case, the 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 red ink, it's yeah, got yeah, holy yeah. water in there. But the Complete problem is reversal, that, right? Yeah, but the problem is that this shoe does not do the de- the jisha shoe. I want to say jisha shoe, right? I'm saying it wrong. What <laughs> jisha? Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus shoe? The Jesus shoe. Go is ahead, the same too Mexican? <laughs> the G the What
1: Jesus. the G shoe? Is it Japanese?
0: But okay, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's the problem is, man, that, that shoe didn't create any backlash.
1: Of course not, because because it sends positivity, right? Correct. It sends yeah, it a positive
0: damage, message. The difference is it doesn't damage Nike's brand. Brand. That's right. That's right. This Satan shoe actually affects the brand. People talking about boycotting. Nobody talked about boycotting the other shoe, right? This one does. So Nike's looking at it from a stance that, dude, this can affect our whole business model. We weren't even asked for approval. We don't have nothing to do. And we have a right to determine what affects our brand and what doesn't affect our brand. And I'm I'm agreeing with Nike because, you know what? Every picture that I saw, they made sure Nike logo was shown.
1: Was evident, yeah, 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 for sure, and that's intentional. They want you to see that this is a pair of Nikes, right? Because people love Nike. People love Nike. They, 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 yeah. they want to. They want to connect, guys. Yeah, yeah. They want to connect with Nike. That's right. They want to. They want that lifestyle, especially the Air Max. Listen, I know I, I, I have uh, 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 someone that I know that loves the Air Maxes. And now probably the Air Max model is ruined for them. I don't know. But what's interesting, what's even more interesting to me, Alex, is what Lil Nas X is doing now. He is posting these memes about him at the Nike headquarters, about him being broke. Have you seen that? Where he's got SpongeBob and and he's got Squidward and he's asking for change. This is a joke for him. Right, it's it's it almost seems like it's doing what he intended it for it to do. Right, it keeps him relevant. There is no more. Uh, I'm gonna take my horse to the uptown road. Like that song has disappeared. Now he's well, got to survive on his singles, right? His fan base that like what he does, and maybe perhaps he's fallen in the charts, and maybe perhaps he's out of people's mouth, and this is in a way has created exactly what he's looking for.
0: Well, you know what though is is as a as a parent that all the parents out there that their kid was maybe listening to the old town road sound, you let them sing is like. With this, I mean, you draw a line, you put a line in the sand. So now it's like, of course, any parents not going to let their kids listen. It doesn't even matter if he what he was trying to do. Um, if you are some type of religious person or anything, you're not. This is not a. this is not OK. It's pushing the boundaries. And, dude, they're not going to. I mean, it's he definitely drew the line in the, in the sand, like I said. I mean, even it- though even though that he says that you're, you're, you're absolutely right. He was, he was talking about the, the memes and joking and everything, but he says that, um, he, that he's been trying to cover it with humor, that it's hitting him pretty hard. It's at an uh, all time high, but dude, what did you expect? Like you don't put this out there like this and not expect any backlash.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Listen, my own pa- our our own pastor. I don't know if you were in church on Sunday. Uh, whether no, I saw you saw it, it online, I mean, or, or whether you were there. Our own church, our own church pastor went in on this, uh, and and you know, on his agenda is different, right? His agenda right. is 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 completely different than what our agenda is today. Our agenda is simply to to just bring this knowledge, in case you don't know. But I think everyone has seen this. But look. He deserves it is my what I'm saying. He deserves this. Now, he's not named as a defendant in the lawsuit that Nike is putting down on Mischief again. But why is his anxiety running high? Why is this taking an emotional toll? Because now his own brand has been associated, right, with this level of, you know, if we want to satanic. call it creativity. Yeah, no, satanic. Yeah, if you yeah, want no, to. I- yeah want to go down that route and say hey I I commit I I am all in this I mean his music video kind of tells you if you've seen that music video I've seen bits and pieces but you know yeah at the end of the day this is his brand so now he's got to stick with it now he's got to push through and figure out
0: what he's going to do with it right this may be the last of Lil Nas X I don't know let me ask you another question yeah man so so the, the, we, you said the dollar value of this shoe, right? It's like what? 1018. Um, no. So it's actually what? Luke. Yeah. 1018, 1000, dollars That's modeled
1: after Luke 1018.
0: Okay. So, okay. But that's the price though. That's all I'm trying to get uh-huh. at right uh-huh. now. Yeah yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah. then, so you take that number, you multiply it times, uh, 666, which I'm sure they gave away a lot of pairs, uh, to people in the in the work in the marketing, because I saw somebody that I even follow says like, hey guys, this was sent to me. I don't even know if I should be posting this unboxing. They do unboxings. He was like, but I'm gonna do it because I do sneakers and blah 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 and and everything. I don't even know how I feel about the shoe. Um and um and you know it's like I that's that's a different subject on on its own, right? But the shoe if that's 600 in 77,988 dollars potentially that they could have made from the markup of the shoe right now do you think that 677,000 dollars and some change is what Nike is losing or how their brand is affected do you think Nike is uh, being affected more than that or less than that that's the that's my question
1: I can't answer that question, but you know what I can say, Alex? Is no, that just make like an assumption. Um, I think it's hurt them more than than that.
0: Than that value, right? I agree. 100%.
1: I agree. 100%. I agree. But you know what it's done for mischief? Mm-hmm. It's created Google searches. No. It's, created, it's created product exposure, right? So look, the worst that could happen is Nike could sue us and what? Okay, we'll just take the shoes back. We just won't produce. No, any.
0: but they can't. But they can't the damage because they can say that they have uh, irreversible damages Every, to yep. their brand. So now, it, I don't even know what Mischief is uh, worth.
1: I don't know either. I'm I'm not getting into it uh, because that's, that's
0: I'm just gonna put net worth, right? I'm just gonna I'm just do a quick Google search, um, and yep. I just I don't know what they're actually. I'm just thinking, how much money would Nike need to make it right? Um, Because, you know, here's a Nike argument. It'll put mischief out of business.
1: Let's be honest.
0: (laughs) They didn't do anything that disassociated themselves from Nike. That's what Nike is saying. Nowhere in their pictures, anything that says is not a Nike, non-Nike endorsed or whatever. We don't care about your art.
1: Express yourself in your art all day long. But we didn't do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, correct. And they didn't do anything to say, it's like, hey, Nike had nothing to do with this. This is, right. they could have easily said, um, uh, a Nike, I'm sorry, they could have said Mischief and Lil Nas only collaboration exclusive. Disclaimer Nike um, did not None endorse the shoe. Yeah. And that's it, right? But I think Nike, that's all that Nike was asking for. It was like, disassociate us 100% from this product. And uh, that's, that's where we are.
1: I think Vans is going to jump into this deal.
0: Bands, yeah, nah, dude. Now nah, they're know, gonna man. see the back or the Shack
1: shoe at Wal or the Shack brand at Walmart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see where it goes. This is not Look, I don't know, I don't know, but, but here, you're man,
1: absolutely right.
0: Let's touch on the last thing that you had. You had a little trivia for us. Of oh man, I want to take this- you.
1: Yeah, man, I want to take this quiz with you while everybody's listening. Uh, I know our time is tight, so we'll we'll go through this as quickly okay, so- as possible.
0: So I did it, I did it on my I did it by myself oh, already.
1: You did? Oh man. Yeah, I, Here, let's go through the questions then together at least before you give us the outcome.
0: Okay, let's did you already? Can okay, I do yours because I already did it. I did, I didn't know. I thought you wanted me to do a pre-show so yeah, I went yeah. and did it. All so right. Go so ahead, go
1: so, ahead. so uh 12 questions, I'll be real quick guys. So the first one is, you see a shirt you want in the window display of a shop. What do you do? Go try it on and walk out with it? immediately get it. You don't want someone else getting it first. Only get it if you have the money. Think about getting it if it's on sale. See if I can't work them down to it being super cheap. I'm going to go ahead and respond. Uh, Okay. So I've already entered that. Okay. So the second question is, and I'll tell you that. So basically this test is how cheap are you, right, Alex? Um, Yeah. I know how cheap you are, Alex, but I also know how cheap you're not, right? Uh, So it's (laughs) Valentine's Day. What do you do and your date do? Eat some Chinese. I took a guy. uh, I took from a guy that wasn't looking. Eat at Wendy's, a 99-cent burger. Find a nice restaurant that doesn't cost me a fortune. Go all out. Anything you can, you do it. Or find something interesting and romantic that's in your budget. All right, that's question number two. Question number three is what do you find yourself eating most often? Casseroles and hamburger helper, the food at my parents' house, a meal from the reservation only restaurant down the street, junior cheeseburger or double cheeseburger, ramen noodles, SpaghettiOs, or stuff like that. I wish they had Chick-fil-A, but all right. Let's move on to the next one. All right, (laughs) fourth question. Here we go. What kind of car do you drive? A used car, only two to three years old. A new sports car, I don't have a car. A junker that hardly runs. Or a used car that's about 10 years old. All right, so fifth question. You're late to the movies and the person in front of you just dropped 20 bucks because they were in a hurry to pay for their tickets. What do you do? Do you use it to buy your tickets and popcorn? Uh, I'm not at the theater. It's It's not worth the price. Do you return it to them if you see them? Uh, use it to buy tickets. Then tell them he dropped a $5. <laughs> Leave it. You don't even notice it. Uh, let me go ahead and, uh...
0: <laughs> and answer that. Yep.
1: Uh, hang on. Give me a minute. Uh, all right. I'm not going to tell you what I wrote on that. All right. Six uh, is tax time has just come and gone. <laughs> oh gosh. What does your tax, where does your tax return go? Return? What return? into my checking account so i can get some new stuff to pay bills into the cashier's hand two hours after cashing it or in my savings account. All right. Question number seven, those of you that are working out right now, stick with me. Uh, Here we go. When you hear the word loan, you shrug, you only have one. So what? Uh, Give a weird look. What's the big deal? Shrug, you only have one. And when it's up, get another Uh, laugh that's all you live on or uh you're repulsed and you would never do such a thing all right question eight i've got four more to go alex are you already answering them in your head man Mm -hmm. mm-hmm what is your best friend diamonds sales value menu mom's house credit cards oh no 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 Question nine, it's secret Santa time at work. Oh, I love these. It's secret time. It's Secret Santa time at work. The memo says that <coughs> gifts should be about $5 each with the final gift costing about 20. What do you think? Well, yeah, I could, no problem. No way I'm doing a secret Santa. I'll just look around and find sales to get them cheaper. That's it, worthless, should be more expensive. Or maybe I could cheat and go to the dollar store. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see here. All right, we're getting closer, guys. Here we go. La- uh, question 10. When it comes to money, your family goes shopping with you, has to keep your money under control, is supported by you, supports you, tries to give you some because they think you're poor.
0: Okay. So
1: true. here we go. Last one. 11. How many credit cards do you tend to have
0: at one time?
1: (laughs) All right. Last one. This is the last one, Alex. All right. Here we go. Here we go. And we'll get our results. I'll get mine. Here we go. Uh, What's your credit score? Good. I use it once in a while. Perfect. I never use it. I don't have any. I'm completely in debt. Okay. I'm usually late with payments. Great. I rarely use it.
0: Okay, All right, Alex, so
1: what's your response to those 12 questions, man? How you cheap have, are you?
0: Do you already have your answer, though? Or are you going to you have to do the survey? So dumb. You can do the survey. So, Go OK, so I took I took the test twice, the, but I, 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 I stuck with you know, I'm sticking with my first one. I just wanted to see manipulating the answers to see what what the results would be. But I'm going to go with, my, with the, my first one where I did it just like you're doing. And yeah. basically, I'm ordinary, dude. Uh, it says that I'm ordinary. It says you buy what you need to buy and are smart about getting anything extra. You don't really look for bargains. You just get stuff when you can't afford it like a normal person would. So that was mine. Um, and the only thing I would probably disagree would be uh, i get stuff that i can afford and yeah. i guess that's probably because those things that are answered as far as uh, loans go but no honestly i just buy whatever i want to buy but i'm not looking for bargains i'm not looking like oh i need to get this because it's on sale it, if it's something that i like i'm just gonna get it plain yeah. and simple and i think that's why it said that i'm ordinary i just go out to eat when i want to go out to eat i go to the place that i want to go out to eat don't really look at the price of how much the food is but i'm also smart i'm not going out there and buying just stuff just to buy it right because i'm i'm over here trying to invest guys trying to throw (laughs) money in the stock market that's where the things I, you know so that's the when they say, oh, you go buy, that's my sale, guys. I look for sales on the stock market.
1: That's the way it should be. Uh, this one came back, man, and said that I'm a bargain hunter, uh, that I'm not yeah. that bad. Uh, and I am, man. I am really, if I need something, I'm a bargain hunter. Oh, I
0: know how cheap you are. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm a bargain hunter. And, and, the, and, it, and I love not the when fact that Now, uh, when it comes yeah, to food. Now when it comes to food. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. No, that's a different what? story. I get it. I get it. <laughs> But the thing is, man, is that I, I love how it says you're not that with capital letters. You're not that bad. Uh, you're not afraid to shop for bargains uh, when it comes to those necessities. But it says you don't just buy the candy and soda and just grab them and go because they're cheap already. And it's true, man. I, I, I don't just just because it's cheap, it doesn't mean I'm going to grab it. Right. But I do take my time. And I look for bargains if I'm looking for something specifically, right? Because it's very rare that I want something. It really is. And when I do want it, I shop around. I take my time. Again, because I am cheap in a way.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: I, yeah. So I wanted to take that test with you, man, because, uh, you know, I know I'm cheap. I know you're cheap. Uh, and, and I think at some point we got to figure out how cheap we are. So if you're interested guys, uh, I don't know if you, you classified
0: that- me as cheap though, cause I, I like to, I like to splurge, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you got you you to splurge in the
1: right way but you don't wear that t-shirt that says El Cheapo. That's, that's a different, that's a, that guy's a different kind of guy, right? He's a yeah. different kind of cheap. But yeah, man, I just wanted to take that. And any of our listeners, of course, that are wanting to take something like that, just go to brainfall.com under quizzes slash quizzes slash how cheap are you? If you want to have some hurdles,
0: hurdles right. go ahead, man. Yeah, man, go ahead. Go ahead. Give us the the quote of the day.
1: Yeah. The quote of the day actually comes from Michael Jordan, man. Uh I oh, the am goat, the goat. Yeah, man. You know, okay st- what
0: they said <laughs> about LeBron, the goat. Oh, well, you know we should have brought sorry to cut you off. I mean, we should have brought that up with our last guest because I could have re- we could really gone into it because he's a big time LeBron fan, uh LeBron fan. Uh-huh, and dude, uh-huh. I, I think Michael Jordan's a goat, but go ahead. You know,
1: I I listen, there's just I, I'm gonna say this. I I'd find myself watching I, if I reflect back, I feel like I have watched more basketball back in the there. day.
0: What tune right? into the next episode for the final <laughs> Cardinals reveal. And uh, it was the quote of the day. No, go ahead. No,
1: no, no. I love Michael Jordan, man. So this is what Mike said. I want to be, I want to be like. No, no, no. So he said, Michael Jordan, and this, again, this comes straight from him, says some people want it uh, to happen. Some people wish it would happen. Others make it happen. I'll read it again. Some people want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen, but others make it happen. Guys, no matter what you are doing, no matter what you set out for yourself, if you stay focused and you pursue that goal and you chase after that goal, you will make it happen. My name's Carlos.
0: This is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.